To Rainbow Beach, to the Switch, and everything in between. I'm gonna have fun, and you're gonna have fun. They're a funny day. Go and have fun now. Your new local. You're gonna love this place. It's the Rush Hour with Liesl Jones, Liam, and Dobbo. Happy Thursday, podcast family. Triple M's Rush Hour with Liesl Jones, Liam, and Dobbo. We are. I mean, Thursday's the new Friday, as far as I'm concerned. I mean, a Friday. If you want to call it like that, let's finish up today. And not come in tomorrow. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> I mean, that's my take on things. I don't know. <laughs> no, no, everybody else that's has the same mood. Board, yeah. We're not acting like that. Yeah, no. <laughs> you a, will get fired. Just yeah, a thought yeah. process. Yeah. Hey, listen, oh, everybody Liam knows. said Thursday was the new Friday. <laughs> <laughs> We're not here tomorrow. <laughs> tomorrow I fly out uh, oh. on my trip. Leaving um, on a jet plane. I'm so excited. Packing tonight and I'm getting everything ready. Um but there's been, like, nothing ends well uh, uh, when you're with other people. Uh, uh, this is the mega boys trip. This is the ultimate boys trip that is seeing eight days of liver damage plus entertainment. Yep. Plus, it's How many tears are going to be shed, you reckon? Because there's already been tears. You haven't even left. Not from you, from well, everyone else. Uh, I, I don't know if my wife have any tears. Um, no, she won't. She's happy. But um, I think a few of the other partners yeah, might there be could tears. Be, it, yeah, well, it, there definitely has already been tears. But there's tears within the group because, I mean, I'd roll a swag. I'd literally camp anywhere. It's a bed. We're not going to be staying. The hotels are not. I in the, Vegas. Yeah, they have yeah, rattlesnakes. Yeah. Don't do that. <laughs> yeah, but you know what I'm saying? I'm not big it's on. It's somewhere to put your head. Exactly right. Yep. Well, we've had one bloke override. See, I'm group captain, right? This is Self-appointed? Well, I mean, I guess it was your trip. It was my trip. Yeah, right. So I've invited the people who sure. are coming on well, it. Well, it's your final say on everything. Well, that, yes. Thank you, Jones. It's I'm your pleased. trip. Well, that hasn't been the case. Oh, no. We have been overridden on our hotel. We were staying downtown near the Staples Centre or Crypto Arena mm. and only 10 minutes away from Sofi Stadium where we're going to watch the Browns. Plenty of restaurants there. Yeah. We can get a cab. We can go and do whatever. You don't want to stay in the main part. Downtown's good. No, well, not anymore. We are staying in West Hollywood, oh, right Jesus on the Sunset Christ. Strip, because oh. that's where all the action is. And oh, I'm like, yuck. I'm like, seriously, like, I, I rang one of them today. I said, mate, what's this about? He goes, well, mate, all the good restaurants are there. We've got this and that happening. And I'm like, and we just want to be walking distance. To I'm provide like, a, to, to provide, because I've never been to LA and I imagine a lot of the podcast family hasn't. Is this, could we say this is akin to you had yourself booked in maybe at Burley? Yes. And someone's over it and said, no, 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 no we're, we're staying, staying on Cavill. So we're staying on Cavill. Oh, that's Cavill. exactly, that. that is almost. Okay. And what was it, a price thing? Well, the price thing, yes, a little. So. How he sold it to me is we've got a thousand dollars back, which will pay for our first night's meal. I'm like, mate, Jesus. If, we're, if we're haggling over a thousand bucks between four of us, mate, yeah. we, give, we should be going. Hmm. Like, anyway, it hasn't ended well. We're going to have this out. Anyway, I'm having to stay at West Hollywood, which I didn't want to stay Mm-mm. because I don't love that Beverly Hills, West Hollywood type of vibe. I think you embrace it. I mean, you lean into it. Let's not let's not have World War okay, III before you get you, on the plane. I'm going to ask both of you quickly. Okay. Uh, 12 to 14 degrees, is that a jumper? Yes. yes. Well, Like I would get yes. cold? Yeah, you'll be yeah. cold. Okay. Yeah. At 12 to 14, you need a jumper. Can I just go back to the start of this where you talked about the fact you're packing tonight? 
just take me into your packing world. Like, are you lay things out, lay outfits out, or are you putting, like, is it, I've got this many T-shirts, I've got this many jumpers, or are you outfitting based on the the different things you're going to do? I have already laid it out around the bag, and I've just got a (laughs) cull back. So I've got, I've worked on two collared shirts a day, one for daytime, one for night. So that means I need... Ten shirts, um, like all up. Yep. Um, I've got my training gear. Spare and shirt if you spill some steak. I've got my training yep. gear, mm-hmm. so I've got five days of training gear yep. in there. I've got my golf gear packed. My bet is that four of those training outfits don't get used. Yeah, there. like everybody. Oh, thanks, yeah. Amity. Um, <laughs> um, Everyone does that. Yeah. Everyone has the best intentions and never use it. Well, two all of right. them are, are absolute nutters, like Liam, and so they okay. will be training. So every you've got day. your golfing outfit too. Yeah, mm-hmm. and then I've just packed up like a. Overcoat. Yeah. Oh, I'm taking the. I'm taking the. Dearest Beaver coat. coat. The, 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 oh, the, the dearest the coat in Australia. I'm taking the jacket. Yeah. yeah. Whoa, yeah. Right. It might be too warm. It might be too warm that jacket. Okay. It's getting yeah. a run in Vegas. And right. so, and then just quickly, because I'm I'm fascinated by people's packing habits. Are we going? Do we go the roll technique? No, it's all flat. I've, it's all flat. I've turned the shirts over, fold them in, okay. wrap, wrap. They're all piled up. Everything's piled up. Righto. I'm I, a roller. I'm yeah. a roller. Mm. Oh, really? Yeah, oh, love oh, a yeah. roller. See? Yep. Stuff into shoes yes. too. Oh, yeah. I'll put yep. my golf club in. My, I'm not taking my clubs. That's what I've decided. I'm leaving my clubs at home. We're hiring. But I'm taking yeah, my golf good shoes, idea. gloves, a pack of balls, tees. Yeah. Great decision. Yeah, I thought mm. that was. Great decision. I've taken a duffel bag, packed in there so yep. I can fill it up full of mm-hmm. goods and trinkets yep. for the family. And right. where are you hiding the gummies on the way back? I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> Up his bum. <laughs> you know what? Plenty of room. You've just ruled out any chance of me bringing gummies back because a police officer's going to go and ring that now. And I don't gonna, think the sniffer dogs the sniff a gummy dogs, bears. They'll sniff a gummy bear <laughs> and I'm like, you know, I'm marijuana. like. Marijuana. They're sniffing for like yeah, well, strawberries and cream yeah, you gummies. Know, like, I'm, my gummies now are not going to be able to get in. <laughs> yes, Mr. you can. Mr. Dobbin, if you could please touch your toes and cough. <laughs> I have always battled with my weight. It's well documented. I talk about it a lot. A lot of it comes down to myself with discipline. And our next guest is a bloke that absolutely can get weight off people. And he's doing that at the moment for the Dolphins forward. Now, when we spoke to Josh Kerr two days ago, he mentioned that Valance Tafari was off training, doing boxing training to try and get some weight down. Well documented. It was in the Courier Mail this morning. He came back at 122 kilos. Wayne Bennett wants to see him at 112 kilos before he touches a football. So when they go and get somebody to do and destroy, search and destroy, they go to Team Chopper. Mark Chopper Burgess (laughs) is a world champion boxer. He's won boxing titles. He's also coached the best. He's trained the Broncos. He's trained many a rugby league player. He has daily sessions, and he's been entrusted with getting the weight off uh, Val Meninga, Valance Tafari. Chopper joins us right now. G'day, Chop. How are you? Geez, that's a fair intro, Dobbo. Thank (laughs) you very much for that. Oh, goodness me, I'm... Going to sit down and think, I want to listen to this chopper bloke talk. That was great. Hey, Chop, who was harder to get the weight off, me or him? Oh, you all day, mate. <laughs> What's going on with him? I mean, he's a big boy. He's a super athlete. What's been the program? I'll tell you what the program is. 99% of the battle is getting yourself the right state of mind. You know that better than anybody out the Anusa Triathlon that everybody should know about. This kid just needs to get his discipline right. And discipline leads to habits. Habits leads to consistency. Consistency leads to growth and success. He will be successful. 
Oh, I love that. I feel inspired myself anyway. Oh, um, please, something from me. Give me a break. I know, <laughs> I know how good you are. <laughs> uh, look, I've actually done boxing coaching as well before a lot of Olympic Games. It's one of the greatest fitnesses you can do. Diet also plays a big part in that. Is that something you help with or do you have dietitians on the team that help? Quite obviously, being coming from an elite background, he's going to have, Redcliffe guys going to have dietitians. But I've played a big role in it because to me, 70% of health is diet. I mean, 20, 30% is your training and your yoga and your stretching, etc. But if you get your diet right, then there's not that great need to exercise all the time. So, Chop, what is Valance weighing at right now? 117.8 this morning after running Mount Cutha. 117.8 oh. after a trip up Mount Cutha. What yeah. does he need to tip in at for Wayne to allow him back to the group? You know, you when you get a phone call from Wayne Bennett saying you've got a project for you, you listen up. He didn't give him a weight. He didn't give me a weight. But his physique and his skin fold, fat skin folds have definitely dropped. I mean, he's four kilos higher than he was when he started. He's doing every single thing that I've asked of him, including eating. Uh, he's trained this morning at 30 degrees at Papa six this morning, running up Mount Cutha. Like, people were beeping, not to say hello, but you guys are crazy. And that's what I do. I do that hard stuff, as Dobbo well knows. So <laughs> yeah. boxing was a part of it, definitely, because that's my forte. But um, the stairs at Kangaroo Point, we've been on the beach at South Bank doing bear crawls for 100 metres. Like, oh. different, just different stuff that footballers do. Chopper, have you been reminding him that about the pain he's in now so that he doesn't do it again in the off-season at the end of next year so that he can go, you don't have to do this, you can be restrained and you won't be back in this club? Lisa, listen to this one. Hardship often prepares an ordinary person for an extraordinary destiny and that's what he's doing now. He's hurting and he's hurting every single day and it's twice a day. Like he drives down and trains with me at 6 o'clock in the morning, drives home, eats, sleep under my instruction back by 5.30 tonight we're training, and goes again. And what role have you got uh, Andrew McCulloch and Stephen Kearney playing in, in this with him? Because he's got mooks there. Well, I yeah. mean, but, you know, you talk about mindset, and they're two blokes who, who have, have been able to carry that mindset through their professional careers. Sit with the winners because the conversation is different. Now, Mooksy has won everything. Mac has a 300-game of plate origin. You reckon he's not going to listen to what comes out of their mouth about rugby league? So I organise that specifically. That when he was hurting, he had legends like that in his ear. Love that. I'll tell you what. I mean, if you if you play NRL fantasy, you'd be putting Valence Tafari in just off this conversation with Chop. Uh, if with you Chop. want to hurt, go and have a session with Chopper. I can tell you that now. He's brought me to tears. Not only the abuse, but the physical work. <laughs> um, you think about you think about that Dolphin backline. If they've got Herbie Farnsworth and Big Valence, like that's unbelievable centre pairing. Oh, yeah. it's exciting stuff. Hey, Mark Chopper Burgess, great to see you doing the hard stuff with Valence. We can't wait to see him back as part of the group throwing the footy around. But for yep. now. He is in the best possible hands he can be. Thanks for your time on the rush hour. Fins up. (laughs) (laughs) Bit of backstory. Uh, My parents split up, I think, when I was about 14, and I've had a really strained relationship with my father, a really strained relationship, to the point we've gone years of not talking and then we've been in and out. But to give you some background, he's never met uh, Ella Daisy, he's never met the twins, and he's barely seen my older two kids. He lives in Melbourne. And it's been a little bit rocky. Anyway, with the kids getting christened last weekend, uh, Am's been a big believer in, hey, you want to get him into your life, he's getting older. So I sent him an invitation to the christening. And I said, look, I'd love you to come up and meet your grandchildren. Be wonderful. And he rang up and he said, oh, look, mate, I'd love to be there. I'm trying to work it out. But to be honest with you, 
our really dear friends, he spends a lot of time in America, my father, uh, our really dear friends um, have one of their children having a wedding and we're part of it. They're like really good friends. I'm like, Dad, they're not going to know whether or not you're here or not. Um, go to your go to your wedding. I, I get it. Sure. And, I, and I was really comfortable with it. Genuinely, we don't have that big a greater relationship, so I was comfortable with um, He rings last night and he's like, and I'm thinking he's ringing me from America. Um and he's like, oh, what, when do you leave? And I'm like, oh, we're leaving tomorrow. We're yeah. leaving on Friday. And he's like, oh, I said, where are you? He goes, oh, I'm just in Melbourne driving from work. I said, hang on, weren't you supposed to be at a wedding last weekend and that's the reason you couldn't come to the christening? Mm. And this is when it all happened. He said, it's not a word of I. I don't know if he was trying to think on his feet. He goes, oh, well. We had a pet, one of our pets. I was dealing with one of our pets that m- might have had to get its eye amputated. This is what my father said to me. And <laughs> that I'm was like, excuse. I'm like, like he's married, happily married. Sandra wouldn't have come, so he could have let Sandra deal with the pet that's getting the eye amputated. <laughs> was there a specific if, if that pet? is such a thing, if, they, if, if you amputate eyes on pets, I don't even know. But it was the excuse of all excuses that, like, he could have rung and said, Mate, I'm really sorry. I don't want to be there. I, and I would have gone sweet. Or, hey, listen, I, I, we just can't make it work. Well, you know. But he came up with the pet being amputated. <laughs> and in that moment, I'm like, I have to get off the phone. I'm like, I can't say anymore. This, like, you know. The key, Liesl, if you're uh, – now, whether Dobbo's dad had a pet that I had <laughs> to be amputated, which I think would be a medical first. Yeah. yeah. But the key, if whether that's an excuse, whether it's real or not, the key is to not give – Details. No. Because I think he's got caught out trying to make up an excuse on the spot. Which I would say history has shown that that is a, a usual behaviour. I'm right, not going to unpack okay. I'm If not you want an excuse, it. you've got to practice it first, yeah. be really specific with yeah, details and keep fly. repeating don't it. Don't think on the no, fly. No, you never yeah. do because pet is very vague. Yeah. You need it to either be very specific or very vague. We, but it, not could in be, it could be the lamest excuse to, so ever get, to ever get out of an event. Like, it, we, like had to amputate potentially. Like, it didn't happen. He was managing a potential amputation oh, yeah. of a pet's yeah. eye. I um, almost had to do something, which is why I couldn't... Be this is my own flesh and blood. This is my great. actual biological father. <laughs> like I'm like seriously. We've all been on the end of one of these excuses. Of course, sure. and I've, yeah, I've had some for weddings before. Like mm. before my wedding, just a family family member did say about mine that it was a bit of a cost thing. Yet sure. they were going to someone friend's wedding in London, like a, a month later with four <laughs> kids, two adults, yeah, everything. They didn't come to your wedding because of cost, mine. but they went yeah. on the international yeah. trip. Which oh, was God from Melbourne them. to Just New South Wales. Just you don't want to go. Just don't go. <laughs> One, triple, three, five, three. Can we do this? Have you been served up a lame excuse by somebody else to not attend something of yours? One, triple, three, five, three. I'd also love to know those excuses where you, you sat there and went, yeah, you're making this up. Yeah, completely <laughs> making it up. Have you have you copped an, an eye amputation of a pet yeah. is 100% a hundred percent fabricated. No one's topping that. No, no one is topping. No one is topping. Oh, our pet was going to have was its, get its eye, eye amputated. amputated. Which which he back and said, I'm sure. Yeah. Which I'm sure you understand right. having animals. Lame, no. lame no. excuses. Share them with us. Rush hour with Lisa Jones, Liam and Dobbo. One triple three five three triple M. Dave from Hattonvale. Good afternoon, my friend. How are you? 
Very good. First time, long time. Good on you, mate. Great, great, great. What's your story, brother? You keep me entertained in the afternoon, guys. I drive a truck, so I listen to you guys. Mm. And Dobbo, you're exactly, you are just me in a nutshell. (laughs) But anywho, mate, mum separated from dad when I was about six. Yep. he He was in Melbourne. We're in sunny Queensland. I'm glad she moved here. Used to go back on school holidays to visit him. Yep. Um, hadn't seen him for probably five or six years. Was on a road trip with a mate. We were playing golf. We left Brisbane. We ended up in Victoria. Yep. How that happened, that's another story. <laughs> Anywho, um, I rang him up and said, look, Dad, I'm in Melbourne. He was in Werribee, which is about an hour and a half out of Melbourne. I said, we're going to be here for a short time. I'd love to catch up. Haven't seen you for sort of three or four years. He said, "Oh, look, sorry, this afternoon's no good for me. I've got to go shop. I've got to go take the missus to the shops and do the groceries." <laughs> it's grocery shopping time. It's grocery what? shopping. You so, shake your head in disbelief. Like you can go well, grocery shopping tomorrow. It'd have, like I, to I see your son. The, I was on a service station payphone, and I walked out of the service station, bawling my eyes oh, out. Yeah, oh, about twenty. Yeah. I don't know, twenty year old. Um, and my mate just looked at me and goes. Uh, what's going on? I said, no, he's too busy. He's going shopping. <laughs> and my mate was just flabbergasted. He's like, right, straight to the pub. Let's yeah, go. That's yeah, all you yeah, need exactly. to do. Dave, that is a good friend. Dave, mate, we are going to send you along to see uh, a very naughty Christmas. It's Australia's favourite adults-only Christmas comedy, uh, November 30th to December 21st at the La Bois Theatre. You can Ooh. get tickets from a averynaughtychristmas.com. But, Dave, because your dad was an arsehole, we're going to send you along. Very nice. Nathan and Mount Cotton, what was the lamest excuse you received? Uh, about 17 years ago, I was getting married and um, I, my pop said he couldn't make it, so I went to have a chat with him to see what was going on. And He said he an, had an annual general meeting for his antique bike club he had to go to. An ADM for a bike club. Yeah, he said he'd come to the next one, though. I said, I'm only planning on doing it once. Mate, That's you can't script it. You wonder what you, you just go, mate. How do they ever survive? Or how, they don't deserve their families. They just don't. That e- that excuse makes your dad's excuse look pressing, <laughs> like, It really does. An, an AGM for an antique bike club. That is unbelievable. <laughs> yeah, unreal, unreal. Hey, Jeffrey from Ipswich. Good afternoon, mate. How are you? How you going, legend? All right, mate. I, I um, sent out invitations. To our wedding, yep. And my brother tried to get us to change the date because it didn't fit his schedule because he was on the committee for the Dungog Festival. <laughs> oh, well, he wanted you to change your wedding because he was oh, on no. the. Go- let's just check. Let's just check. Let's just check, Jeff. I'm not familiar with the Dungog Festival. <laughs> no, me neither. <laughs> now I'm a bit anxious here because I know. I'm going to get judged by Mr. Dobbin in the corner there because he's a he's a man's man. Oh, sometimes. He's a man's I man. I cry. You, I watch the notebook oh, and cry. Look, you, you've yeah. got soft parts to you, that's for sure. But, but I haven't got soft hands. You, you lived in the Territory. <laughs> you've worked on cattle stations. You, you, you make meat. I don't know. Well, you breed me. That's what yeah, you did. Yeah, exactly. Anyway, yeah. See, I'm already Just by sh- you saying that, yeah, it's already, I'm, already, yeah, I'm okay. already showing where yeah. I'm at. Get I'm, on with I'm it. I'm down the other end of... 
the Manly Spectrum. And today, this morning, I had uh, a tradie by the name of Pete come out to my joint because he was fitting a, a splashback in the bathroom. Very We've had nice. bits and bits under the bathroom. Anyway, he came in and I was one out with the kids this morning. My wife, Alana's away in Sydney. So I was getting the kids ready and Pete showed up at about 7.30. And I said, all right, come in. I'll show you what we need to do. Um, and... Pete figured out. He said, yeah, yeah, I should be able to do that. I said, right, I've just got to go run my kids to school and do, uh, I'll be back in about an hour. Pete kind of looked at me and went, okay. Anyway, raced off, got my kids to school, kindy and whatever. And I turned up about an hour later and Pete was definitely finished. Oh, right? no. I don't know how, I don't know how long I'd left Pete <gasps> hanging there, but I looked at the job and thought, well, that's probably a full day's work for, <laughs> for Pete. It looks like it took <laughs> him about half an is. hour. Anyway, the, where things got. A bit emasculating for me was it was bin day in our area yeah. today, right? And if I'm full, if I'm being completely honest with you, I don't normally put the bins out. That's something Alana does in our house, right? Alana, Are you put, Alana puts the bins out. Okay. Right? Well, there's yeah. your first problem. Yeah. Right? Strike one, right? Yeah. Alana puts the bins out in the house. You haven't forgotten to put the bins no, out. No, no, no. Oh. No. And this, I was very proud of myself, Lisa, because I remembered okay. to put the bins out. But. Obviously, you put your red bin out. Red bin's always out. Always out. Always the constant. And then... Green and yellow rotate. That's right. So I thought it was yellow bin day. Yeah. And as I got home, I looked and saw that the yellow bin wasn't hadn't been picked up. And Pete was standing there and I said, oh, they haven't picked it up yet. And Pete kind of just looked at me and said, yeah, I don't reckon they will pick it up when it's stuff like that because I had jammed it in. The lid wasn't shutting. It oh, was overflowing. Oh, no, they don't pick it up if the lid right. doesn't shut. So... One, yeah. Pete's judging my bin yeah. stuffing yes, technique. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, two. It was green bin day. It was green bin day. <laughs> you idiot. Uh, and, you know there's a calendar and online. My, yeah. and, my, and my green bin was overflowing with lawn clippings. Oh, you idiot. And then this is, but this was sold in the wounds. I attempted, when I uh, recovered from the embarrassment of having put the wrong bins out and being called out by Pete the tradie, I then attempted to... Manoeuvre the double return of the bins from the street. I attempted well, to do them both in one hit. Yeah, can yeah. you not do that? I'll tell me you tip one over. Oh, jeez. Tell me. Oh. And tell me it was the full one. <laughs> tell me the full one splattered all across <gasps> with clippings and rubbish and everything all there. Full bin. <laughs> Cardboard, paper, cans, everything. Rolling down the street. <laughs> and there I am, 39 year old man, having Pete the tradie have to help me. Pick, Pick the bins up, up rubbish. and up wheel, it back. Like, oh. wheel it back up the driveway. Uh, yeah. You are a bitch. <laughs> I am a huge fan of our next guest on the show. Uh, yeah, you and I both, Lisa Jones. He's obviously he's the he's the lead guitarist for UMI. They've they've got a gig tonight at Cleveland Sands. They're performing tomorrow at the Trifford, and then at Miami Marquetta on the Saturday in the Gold Coast. The one and only Davy Lane. Welcome to the Rush Hour. Hello. Thank you for having me. Oh, David, we're so stoked to have you back on radio. It feels like it's been ages. What have you been up to? Because I know you're a part of ARC, but we will get into that. But mm. it's yeah. so great that you and I are back. Absolutely. We, uh, yeah, I mean, we, we haven't been, we've all been busy with different bits and pieces this year. Andy and Russ have been busy. Tim put out a record earlier in the year, which I was... I played guitar on that and we, we toured earlier in the year. That was fun and I've been working on some of my own stuff. So we've been, we've kind of been, we've had the odd gig here and there, but it's been, it's been nice to, uh, to regroup and, and do a bit more of a, an intensive kind of 
run and and get just go out and play shows again and play you know we're, we're mixing up the set every night so everything's really fresh and we're being kept on our toes so it's it's good do you stay in contact via text or what happens when you are breaking and all writing your own music or do you you literally go throw dust to the wind and then when you come back you're all united again no we're 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 very um codependent so, <laughs> so we uh yeah no we we're regularly in touch whether it's um Tim and I more often than not sending each other links to YouTube videos <laughs> every 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 couple of days every day or two and like no we 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 even when when we're not busy and not on tour we're still very much in 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 contact all the time and 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 that's that's the thing it's just like next year will be my 25th year mm. and you're alive but i'm still the new guy but <laughs> um, but the uh but it's funny having experienced being in, into contact with bands that do try to exude oh we're great mates and then it's just like you kind of you, you sail sail close to their to their winds and you you realize that they're not but mm. um without any reservation still all very close for anyone out there who's listening and thinking i didn't realize umi was was in my my hood you can head to moshticks.com.au and you can grab tickets for either cleveland sands tonight the trivet tomorrow night or miami marquetta on saturday night davey can i confirm a rumor that i heard about you many years ago you mentioned you're still the new guy of the band you joined in 1999 can i confirm with you is it true that you got the gig playing guitar all those years ago because you were writing the tabs for UMI songs and posting them online and that's how Tim and Andy and Russ discovered you? Yeah, in a, in a roundabout way, that's correct. I mean, I was always a bit of a loner. I didn't really have any friends. Aww. But I, No, no, don't, don't be sorry. It's all good now. I've got, I've got lots of friends. But, uh, it was around the time that I first started to pick up the guitar and growing up as a 90s kid and and, you know, growing up with 60s bands like The Who and The Beatles and all that kind of stuff, and then discovering contemporary bands like UMI and loved Supergrass and Blur and all that kind of stuff. And for, and that kind of coincided with, with me picking up the guitar for the first time. And I, I went online in the nascent days of the, uh, mm. the internet and fan sites and whatnot, and I was looking up UMI songs to try and learn how to play on guitar. And my fingers were going into the places that the the thing on the internet was telling me to, but they didn't sound right. So I remember the first couple of times I saw UMI played all ages shows. I'd watch Tim's fingers like a hawk and like, was like what's he doing? And, like, <laughs> and so slowly kind of began to pick out what he was doing and then started doing them myself and uploading them to like a friend who was running one of their fan sites. So I'd send them to him and he'd upload them. And then I think it was like, yeah, not long after that, I, I, I heard from Rusty, and uh, you know I can't remember exactly what he said, but it was something like, "Tim is you know impressed slash pissed off that oh. you cracked his codes." Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it was humbling to hear from Russ, and then I got to uh, got to get up on stage and and play a couple of songs with the band playing guitar. Tim just jumped on the mic, and I grabbed his guitar and did that, and that was a lot of fun. And then they went on tour for months and months, and then. By that time, I'd finished high school and I'd started university and I was two days into a uni course and the, the phone rang and it was Tim and he was uh, he was about to put his first solo record out and asked if I wanted to play guitar on the tour. So that um, that was the end of my uni course. And 
Tim Rogers must have liked you enough to keep you around 25 say, years 25 later. Years. <laughs> well, the magic started with you uh, and the band 25, almost 25 years ago. Uh, but if you want to go and see them perform, as I said, Cleveland Sands tonight. you got the Trifford tomorrow, that iconic. Yeah, Trifford's great. Yeah. music venue. Yeah. Davey Lang, you and I, thank you so much for your time on the Rush Hour. And we can't wait to see you here. Thank you. Appreciate it. Triple M Rush Hours. M Commandments. Christmas edition. Yeah. One triple three five three. If you've got commandments you think need to be put in stone for Christmas Day or everything around Christmas, you would we'll, we'll put the commandments up. We're gonna uh, chisel the tablets, Dobbo. I'd like to put a commandment in. Could I do this about Christmas Day? This is what we're here to do. Thou shall not serve hot food on Christmas Day. Amen. It is yep. summer. It is Christmas in Australia in Queensland. Prawns, ham, yep. bugs. Salad. Potato, potato salad. salads. Yep. Middle of summer. If you want a hot Christmas, go and have it in America go or Europe. Go and have it in a cold climate. Thou shall not have hot food on Christmas Day. I hear you. I'm not chiseling Chisel that. Away. I'm not chiseling that. Why? That is insanity. Do you disagree? Yeah, completely. What? Why would you disagree? Why? Why should mate? Middle of winter. Sure. Hot, roasts beautiful. So cr- all hot food pork. is off the table well, just because it's hot from the oven. Yes, because Duck you fat don't potatoes. Don't throw eat them. Away. Just have a potato salad. You don't need the oven on all day. That Tadakin. heats up the whole house. You Tadakin. don't have to socialise around the oven. Heats you can go to other parts of the house. degrees and we're eating hot food and gravy and beans and pumpkin and roast potato. Like No. You, no one said you had to eat all of it, right? <laughs> That's true. Have a salad. It yeah. just heats you up. You just want cold. I, you want to cool I, off. Do you use two serious? Like, it's a democracy do you in here. Do you use two? Do you use two? I'm going to Jeff Fennick, yeah? Yes, love you all. Do you use two seriously think you, that's a commandment? No yes. hot food on Christmas Thou Day. Thou shall not have hot food on Christmas Day. Thou shall have cold. Thank you. Amity, I hope you're listening. Yeah, oh. I'm with you. Amity, <laughs> you can come around to my joint. There'll be my hot My mum food. makes a Thai beef salad cold. Is yes. it hot? Wombok salad. Wombok yeah. salad on Christmas Day is very oh, good. Is that Hold the, on, just is that quickly. the Chang's one? one tri- good. One triple three five three. People are calling in with their Christmas commandments. What about breakfast? Ham and Ham eggs. Ham and eggs. All right. What, cold eggs? No, you can have the stove, not the oven. Oh, my God. You don't want the oven on. That pumps out heat. Yeah, yeah just crack a raw stove egg into doesn't. a cup. Yeah, that's what well, we're you asking. Guys are just, you, we've just put it in the stove. No hot food on Christmas also, Day. Also, if you're having breakfast at like 7, 8 a.m., it's not that hot yet. And what temperature can I have my coffee on Christmas Day? <laughs> Iced latte. <laughs> One, triple, three, five, three. a slushy machine. <laughs> <laughs> We're doing the Triple M Commandments Christmas edition. If you've got a commandment you want etched into stone, give us a call right now. One triple three five three. Rush out Triple M. Uh, Adrian from Everton Park, how are you? Yeah, good. Um, look, thou shalt not play Christmas carols in store until the fourteenth of December. Oh, fourteenth. Why? Well, because. I work in retail and I've had Christmas carols for the last two and a half weeks. Okay, okay. What's your favourite, Adrian? Sorry? What's your favourite one? 
Oh, look, uh, Christmas in the country because it's not Mariah. Actually, yeah, oh. I was going to say, you probably answer my next question. Which one's your least favourite? Yeah. yeah, Mariah. Uh, Mariah. Yeah, Mariah's the worst. All right, yeah. I'll tell you what, Adrian, we'll make, it, we'll make a compromise here. Thou shalt not play Mariah until the 14th of December. Look, that's a fine line, but I'll go with that. Right. Yeah. Well, the chiseler's gone to work, so. <laughs> We've made a deal. It's in there. Griffin and Ipswich, watch a Triple M Commandment Christmas edition. Afternoon, boys and girls. Afternoon, uh, Griff. Uh, thou shalt not serve turkey of any kind. Yes. Yep. Leave it to the Americans. Yes. Actually, you know what? Put that at the top of the list, it, please, Chiseler. It is not an Australian meal. Oh, what turkey. about cold turkey? Mate, who cares? No, like... This is this thing. Like, no, turkey's our dry. family, they thought they didn't have enough turkey, so they got two turkeys. Oh. And I'm like, mate, I don't want any turkey. Not even a tadakan. Don't bother. <laughs> Thank you, Griff. That one's gone down well. Angela from Rabina, how are you? Yeah, good, guys. How are you going? Really well. What's your commandment? Uh, thou shall not be expected to go anywhere after midday and visit anybody. Yep. <laughs> Chiseled. Take in. the keys out of the car yep. and that is it. You're not doing four. We're not doing four Christmases. Like we're just staying nah. at the one place. You just choose where you're going, and then you sit there. Once you've got the the dinner, the the lunch, and the drink in the hand, that's it. It's, it's, it's like the valley lockout. It's the reverse lockout. You're, you're not, locked in you, wherever you are. Come midday. <laughs> right. That's where you're staying. Also, from. it's safe at the road on the yes. roads. Don't be on the roads. Joel from Wavell Heights. What's your Triple M Commandment Christmas edition? Guys, they they shall not buy a twenty dollar present when it's a Secret Santa fifty dollar present. Oh, <laughs> very controversial. Okay. When the limit's fifty, you can't cheapskate. Right. Yes. I've, been a re- I've been a recipient. Yes, <laughs> I get it. What? You can tell. I get it. Joel, can you tell us what it was you got when the limit was fifty, and you've gone? Yeah, this has cost me about fifteen seventy. Oh, look, if you're a Kmart fan, you know Anko. Oh, yes. yes. Yeah, yeah. We'll just leave it at that. Yeah. <laughs> right. Drive your banana. We're putting it in, Joel. Thank you for that. Nothing thou from sh- Anko costs more than Thou 20. shall spend to the secret Santa limit, I think is the uh, commandment there. We Joe got... from Berenbar, how are you? I'm well, thank you. Uh, give us your commandment, Joe. Thou shalt not have a bare chest at the dinner table. Ooh. My granddad always used to make sure he had a singlet on, like we'd be playing cricket in the backyard. And whenever he came inside to eat, he'd always make sure he'd cover his chest up. Good, yeah, I good. like that. Okay, so it, it, that was your grandfather. Oh, here we go. Where where has this thou shall not have a bare chest from? Obviously, some other family members haven't had the same sort of principles as your grandfather. Oh, yeah, absolutely me. Oh, oh. right. Hang on. You've had the bare chest. No, no, no. Oh, 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 chest. oh, oh right. Yeah. Okay. When you're in a swimsuit, you've got to make sure like, you put something on. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I get that. Yeah. yeah. Shirt at the table. Shirt at the yeah. table's all right. For a moment there, Joe, Dobbo typically does this show sitting down. For the first time in a long time, he stood up. There I thought there was a bare chested woman at the table. He was on the way to Joe's place for Christmas. Hang on. Big story about to break. Back page of the paper tomorrow morning. I'm having conversations with the present moment. First right here on the rush hour. This is Dobbo's Mail. Yeah, look, today it was official um, that Michael Maguire is now the New South Wales Blues coach. And Queenslanders, we should be worried. Um, This bloke knows how to draw up a template to beat Australian teams. He's been the coach of New Zealand, and we all just saw what happened a couple of weeks ago. He has been the former South Sydney coach and he, he knew what to get the best out of that team that hadn't won a premiership in for however long. They rang the bell. And now 
He is picking on form. He's finally said all that other garbage, all the old, hey, you pick because you're this and that. No, no, no. We're picking on form. And he announced, it's funny when they do these kind of things, he's announced his assistants and his staff. And it is star-studded. They haven't mucked around. And what he's done is he's brought John Cartwright, who's the Broncos' assistant coach, mm. straight in. John Cartwright is in there. So, Kevin, so he just walks away from the Bronx no, no, during no. Saturday In that period of time, he'll go over there. That's right. exactly right. But they've got Matt Ballin and some other blokes like that. And Matt Ballin goes and, and does those kind of things. Frank Panisi, the manager for the Melbourne Storm, yeah. very good on the headset. He's going to be there. Okay. He's not mucking around. And these are the kind of blokes have had success everywhere they go. It's a big shift for New South Wales because Freddie, very laconic. Mm. And he's very, he's all about, I mean, he brought earthing into the New South Wales camp. He had players walking around on the mineral, nutrient-rich sands and grass of Coogee. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Madge is very intense. Famously, Madge actually holds a record that some people probably don't remember. Oh, my God. Remember when uh, Tales from Tiger Town came out, the West Tigers NRL documentary, and it was oh, basically followed them around for a season. Madge set a record for the most profanities <laughs> dropped in an episode of television. Yeah. <laughs> in 57 minutes of TV, Madge swore 113 times. Oh, my God. Like, they measured it against he outswore Tony Soprano no. in The Sopranos. Uh, who was that? Walter Watt. Like, he outswore all these iconic fictional characters just dropping F-bombs in the coach's box. Oh, no way. Well, we have King Wally, but we've got Prince Billy, so, you yeah. know, it's going to be Matt a tough King ask. there, Brett White. He's done a good job. It's Cartwright a huge is, yeah. year for, for New South Wales because Massive. Billy, I mean, two years in charge – Two series wins. And Freddie comes out of his six-year stint 50-50, one three, lost three. And this Queensland team, I mean, DCE is the old dog, but around him, it's nothing but young pups. And they're going. Tino, Moe, they're all there for Frida. Yeah. Kalen. Ready to Kalen can't get in the team. Yes. I think we're going to be hard to beat. Coach is one thing, but a team is another. Mm. One thing also, tomorrow we'll have an update on Kurt Capewell. A decision will be made tomorrow. Yeah, it has to be made by tomorrow. He's due back at training for the Broncos on Monday. A decision will be made either way, whether he's staying or going. Hopefully, we'll have a decision tomorrow for you. Huge show coming up for us tomorrow. Not only will we be joined by Marnus Labuschagne, not only will we get the decision from Kurt Capel about his future at the Broncos, we're also going to be joined by friend of the show, Ipswich legend, Grace Harris, ahead of the Women's Big Bash final this Saturday in Adelaide. I'm going to say she's been my favourite interview all year. You can tell her that to her face or at least to her ear tomorrow on the show. we got to get out of here. Lisa Jones. Ciao now. Dobbo. Farewell, my neighbours. We'll see you tomorrow at 4pm. This is Triple M's Rush Hour with Liesl Jones, Liam and Dobbo.